Blog Talk Radio. Glamour Fearless, Diva Talk Radio. Hello, Divas. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to host another edition of Spotlight Diva Talk Radio, a show dedicated to women living with, at risk, and affected by diabetes. I'm Mr. Divabetic, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health. So sit back, relax, and get inspired, because tonight... I'm shining the spotlight on a clinical psychologist and certified diabetes educator, Beverly S. Adler, who is better known to her patients as Dr. Bev. And she has received numerous awards for the humanitarian services, and she's agreed to spend the next half hour with me on the only red carpet-style radio show in the universe. So if you have any questions or would like to make a comment, please call in on our Diva Digits at 347 347- Two one five eight five five one, or visit our website divabetic.org. Now you can hear the applause because there's a lot of people in the chat room I know already. So let's hear it one more time because we're about to meet our diva of the next half hour. Hello, Dr. Beth. Hello, Max. How Welcome. are you? <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're spot- we're shining the spotlight on you tonight. Thank you so much. And, and uh, I have my proper diva attire for the red carpet. I would love to know what you're wearing. What are you wearing tonight? I have my diva bedic T-shirt that says on the back, "Sugar's the bitch, not me." <laughs> well, that's the best. You just made my best dress list for the year. I love that. <laughs> now that's a funny story though, because your son actually came to one of my programs and 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 brought that T-shirt home to you. Correct. Yes, he uh, he was in the city and he came across this uh, 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 sale of the T-shirt and uh, I'm not certain he was at the program, but he was uh, certainly within vicinity and he thought of me and he brought that home to me. And, I, uh, I love it. And I will for- tell you that uh, I attended the American Diabetes Association convention for the first time ever this past June, which was in Florida, Orlando, Florida. And I wore my T-shirt. Well, I think, you know what? You're going to graduate to a tote bag after this show. How's that? <laughs> and for anyone listening, if you want to get your own Diva Bag T-shirt, please feel free to visit divabag.org. You know, all the proceeds from the sale of our T-shirts go to fund interesting programming like this radio show plus my videos and countless other live outreach events. So, Dr. Bev, your son gave you a Diva Bag T-shirt. I'm wondering, how are you affected by diabetes? Well, I myself have uh, type 1, and uh, my anniversary day is coming up in two weeks. On March 14th, it will be 36 years. Of living well with diabetes, congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the way you've you've stated it. Yes, I do live well. I do the best that I can, and uh, important for me to have my disclaimer is that I'm not perfect, but nobody is. And I do the best that I can, and that's what I'm hoping that your diva listeners can have also as a as a takeaway message. Nobody's perfect, but we do the best that we can. Well, we have a we do a riff on that. We have a be a better eater, not a perfect eater. When we work with our registered dietitian Jessica Isler on our roundtable show, and for this month, 
uh, in March, we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day about being lucky. So, I mean, in the years that you have had since diagnosis that you've had diabetes, there's been a tremendous advancement in technology. I'm just curious, do you feel lucky about, you know, from where you started to where you are today with what's available to you? I think that's a wonderful question, and I will tell you that I feel lucky that um, I was diagnosed well after, but I was diagnosed after 1921, and 1921 uh, was the year that Banting and Best uh, were able to isolate insulin, and it made a, a gigantic difference in the lives of of uh, people with diabetes, <clears throat> and um I'm not that old, <laughs> but um, I, I feel very lucky that, um, you know, as um, as medical advances have um, occurred, you know, and technology has improved, uh, I, I feel very lucky that, you know, I can be the healthiest me that I can with all these uh, medical uh, breakthroughs. And certainly the size of the needles for people listening has gotten a lot smaller than when you first were diagnosed, correct? I mean that I mean just taking insulin alone has become a much less painful experience I would imagine. You are 100% correct. Absolutely. And I'm going to say that a lot of people uh that I see that are not on insulin yet, so that would be a, a type 2 mm-hmm. who are not on insulin yet. Um, are just terrified of the thought of having to take a shot. And um, I literally pull my insulin pen out and show them what a teeny tiny little needle it is. And uh, it really is really painless. It's, it's not, I think people have a lot, they have their image in their head of this gigantic needle that goes into your muscle and all those very painful shots that you had when you were a kid for inoculations. And it's nothing, nothing, nothing like that. And uh, I try to uh, desensitize some of those patients to to understand that the shot is not a big deal. Well, especially because I would imagine you're taking perhaps more than one shot a day, correct? Absolutely. I'm on the treatment, what they call intensive insulin therapy, which is the the standard protocol these days. And um, I take a, a shot of fast-acting insulin uh, prior to each meal, and then I take a long-acting insulin that has no peak, and I just take that, that every every 24 hours. And uh, that's how I manage my blood sugars. And I do check my blood sugars very frequently. I'm going to say eight to ten times a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reasons I do that is because I've been, uh, I've had diabetes for so long, I have one of the side effects called hypoglycemia unawareness, which means that my body does not alert me when I'm having a low. And so I need to check because i i can function perfectly well with a 44 and uh never even know it and uh um i remember driving my kids home one day with a and checked my blood sugar after driving and saw that i was at a 44 had no clue and i was very upset with myself and so it's now my standard practice to check my sugar before i go into uh the car to drive anywhere of a long distance no, I, I love this advice, Liz. Oh, we've got a phone call, Dr. Bev. Hello, you're on the air with Diva Talk Radio. 
Hello. Hello, I'm waiting. Hello. Hello, welcome to the show. You're on the air with Diva Talk Radio. I'm Mr. Diva Bedick, and tonight's guest is Dr. Bev. Do you have a question for either one of us? Somebody's shy. <laughs> Somebody's shy, Max. Hello? Maybe she'll call right back. Um, before that call came in, I think that's so important to talk about um, what you just said, because a lot of people who are the caregivers to people living with diabetes always feel it's their fault that they didn't know they were low. So that's a valuable uh, perspective you just gave us on realizing that some people don't have that awareness. And and I think you mentioned one of the most important reasons why it's important to find out where you stand with that, because if you're driving a car, this could be a lot of trouble. So I, I just want to celebrate the fact that you brought that up and gave us a chance to talk about it. And, and how, how did you find out that you were that you were losing your sensitivity to it, to going low? Only because um, when I actually do feel low, I'm very low, <laughs> very, very low. So you're, and, not, you're uh, not seeing yourself go from 80, you're not feeling it around 80 or 90. And these numbers only oh relate to Dr. Bab. They would not, might not be the same for you as a listener if you have diabetes. And so then you drop suddenly even farther and you're not aware of it, correct? Correct. I can, I can function and not realize it at all. And I don't have any of the typical hypoglycemic symptoms. I don't have uh, shakiness, sweatiness, heart palpitations. I don't have any of those symptoms. I can function perfectly fine um, if my blood sugars are in the 40s. And I'm going to say one of the symptoms of hypoglycemia that is also um, frequent is cognitive impairment. And that's the one thing that I recognize in myself is I cannot necessarily think of a word which I know is a commonplace word. And when I see that happening, I know something is wrong. If I can't think of the word of that thing that you put on your foot and uh, you wear when you're walking, and I know what the word is, and all I can do is describe it, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, there's something wrong. And uh, clearly I I have to uh, correct and then I'll remember the word shoe. All right. And if you're our listener who is calling and you forgot the numbers, it's 347-215-8551. You could talk to me or our special guest on the Spotlight Edition of Diva Talk Radio, Dr. Bev. Now, Dr. Bev, you um, we're talking about your diabetes, but you actually work in the field of diabetes as well. So you're a clinical psychologist and a certified diabetes educator. That is correct. I am and, uniquely qualified for my job. Now, um, first off, what is the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist, just for our listeners? That's an excellent question because a lot of people are very confused on the two. A psychiatrist is a medical doctor. They have a medical degree. They've gone through medical school, and they can prescribe medication. They generally don't do therapy, generally, They don't do therapy like I would, where I would have a 45-minute session. So a psychologist does not prescribe medication. I have a Ph.D., and um, I would deal with the emotional aspects and not deal with any of the um, prescription aspects. Now, you're also a certified diabetes educator. Most of the time when I talk to certified diabetes educators, they're registered dietitians or they're registered nurses. So this is unusual for me to find your credentials together. Why would someone choose to see you, perhaps, over 
a certified diabetes educator who might be a registered dietitian? Well, I'm going to say the main difference is that I do focus on the emotional issues. So um, I, I'm not um, I'm not concerned with what foods you're eating, but I might be concerned with why you're eating or overeating. So um, perhaps, like I was watching the Oscars this past Sunday, and Jennifer Hudson looked amazing in that tangerine gown. And, uh, you know, so many people are saying diet, 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 and they fail at these diets. So rather than just look at the foods, you're saying you're looking at the association between the food and maybe some of the emotions. Are you talking about emotional eating? That could be one issue, yes. I mean, I'm just making a comparison between myself and a a dietitian and how we might differ. And um, uh, the difference is that my focus for therapy is on the emotional issues of adjustment. And uh, those emotional issues can be um, anxiety. Those emotional adjustments can be depression, those emotional issues can be denial. There's, you know, um, an assortment of emotional issues which a dietitian would not be prepared to handle or a nurse really would not be prepared to handle. Um, you hit on one of my hot topics, which is depression and diabetes. Is this common? Very. <laughs> and I, because, you no, know, I have a lot of women who come to Divabetic Programming, they feel like they're alone in this struggle. I mean, we all know that people feel very lonely with mental illness on any level. So I'm wondering, how um, how do you talk to patients around the subject of depression? Well, I'm going to say there is absolutely a connection between high blood sugars and depression. And uh, there's... Um, they they can't, they haven't when i say they the researchers have not identified whether it's the high blood sugars that lead to depression or it's the depression that leads to the high blood sugars because maybe somebody's depressed they're not taking uh as well care of themselves as they could or the you know or um the um high blood sugars are making somebody feel uh depressed but there is absolutely a connection, and um, uh, you know, I. Um, so if I want... someone, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but if someone's feeling, if someone listening right now is having these bouts of depression, you're really kind of recommending that they start going to their logbook and looking at their numbers. Do you ever ask them to kind of associate numbers with their moods at the time too, or no? When you work with patients. Um, I'm going to say uh, I do look at logs, but uh, I don't think that the, the the swing in blood sugars is necessarily um, the, the equal to the swing in moods. Okay. I think, though, that people who are depressed generally don't have such a swing in their blood sugars. They have pretty chronic high blood sugars. Okay. And um, the log in that case would not provide all that much extra information. So, but but the reality is, if they were to manage their diabetes, one of the outcomes perhaps could be uh, a decrease in the depression. Right? Is that what you're, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I, that's one. No, that that's great advice, and I love it. And I have to tell you, we have to take a quick break, Doctor Bev. But I want to remind our listeners to call in. We had one she tried earlier. Please call in at 347-215-8551. We'd love to get your questions. 
or visit our website, divabeg.org. Now stay tuned because when we come back, I've got more with my special guest, Dr. Bev, including her opinion about taking a diabetes vacation. I wonder what that is. We'll also hear about her new book, The Fabulous Side of Living Well with Diabetes from a Woman's Perspective. She's going to tell us the title. I won't do that. And she'll weigh on in on the mental health status of some of my favorite celebrities like Charlie Sheehan. Plus, Dr. Bev is going to play Pick a Number to help us better manage our diabetes. Right now, though, it's time for a quick break, and here's some special announcements from GB. Take it away, GB. Hello, divas and friends. GB O'Brien here with news, notes, bangles, and baubles for a dazzling month of diva inspiration. Next week on Diabetes Roundtable, All About Women's Lily challenges our Charlie's Angels with hot topics. We visit IHOP for a menu review. Yago State Pretty Jones gives a makeover in a minute. And we get to know Nakia of Washington, D.C., from diagnosis to diva. Plus, a round of diabetes numerology, a salute to Pop Goddess Share, and a free subscription giveaway to Diabetes Health Magazine. Tune in, log on, call, or chat next Tuesday at 6 Eastern. And this just in, we've extended the pumpware discount. Visit the coupon section of divabetic.org for a great deal. Finally, a shout-out to YouTube and CauseCast. Divabetic is now a member of their nonprofit programs. These partnerships help us to help you and others, too. Now back to Mr. Divabetic. Thanks, GB. That's right, everyone. I've got my own YouTube channel, so you can check out all my videos and my games 24-7. Again, if you want to call in while we're on the program tonight with Dr. Bev, please feel free to call 347-215-215. 8551. And I want to thank you listeners for making my recent Diva Talk Radio Roundtable show the highest rated show since I started. So thank you so much for being a part of Diva Talk Radio. Now, Dr. Bev, yes, it's sir. time to play Pick a Number. Pick a Number. Singers, I also have a band working with me tonight. Um, we're, we're educating people about living well with diabetes one number at a time. That's how we do it at Divabetic because we have our popular game, Diabetes Numerology. And tonight, Dr. Bev has agreed to pick your number. So you got a number for us, Dr. Bev. What is it? I do have a number for you. And uh, even before your numerology uh, game, uh, this was a popular number in my home. And uh, the number I have is 104. And And why is the number 104 going to help us stay healthy and upbeat about our care? Well, I will tell that to you. When my daughter comes home from school with a 104 on her test, I tell her that is just super fantastic. And I say that if somebody has a fever of 104, that is not really great. Nobody's going to be feeling well with that. But 104 blood sugar, terrific. So that's where my 104 comes from. 104 can be seen as super terrific, not so great, and perfectly fine. All right. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for helping us educate our listeners. 104 it is, everybody. 104. Now, <laughs> it's all relative. I probably have 104 favorite divas, uh, Dr. Bev, (laughs) and I know you must have several, too, because you're writing a new book entitled The Story of My Sweet Life. I'll let you finish the title because I told the listeners I wouldn't say it. Okay. It's The Story of My Sweet Life. Successful Women with Diabetes. 
And the rumor has it that Nicole Johnson, who was a former Miss America, is writing the foreword. So tell us a little bit about this book. Well, I'm I'm very uh, very happy to uh, to share that with you and to tell you that I have, including myself, I have 33 very highly successful women who have agreed to write the story of their diabetes life, and Nicole Johnson is has agreed to write the forward to the book, and um, I'm just very very proud of the women who've agreed to um, participate. And um, some of them are names that people might recognize. And um, I have a, a pro golfer. There's, um, I have um, the uh, senior editor at Parade Magazine. I have a former solo ballerina from the New York City Ballet. I have women who you might not know who are uh, presidents or past presidents of their local state um, diabetes association. I have just a, a wonderful assortment of women. I have some who are um, across the pond. I have another psychologist who um, is from the British Psychological Society. Mm-hmm. And, and what's um, the nature of the book? I mean, you you seem, from this interview, very upbeat and positive about living with diabetes. I'm wondering, are these women uh, telling, are they telling it from that perspective, or is this, you know, what what are we getting? Are we going to get a bu- burned out, bummed out diva in the bunch, or no? I'm just curious. Not at all. Not at all. All these women, uh, we all share the same philosophy, which um is is not hard for us but maybe hard for others to understand we share the philosophy that diabetes is a blessing it's a blessing in disguise but we believe that all right that now i'm going to stop you right there because i know someone out there who's listening is going to say oh come on how could you possibly think diabetes is a blessing so please how how do you how did you get to that mindset i um personally um I'm going to say that uh, I, I do work hard to take care of myself, and if I were not, if I did not have diabetes, I don't know that I would would pay so much attention to uh, food and fitness. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. You know, I know that after having you know diabetes for 36 years, this is totally second nature, and. Um, I mean, for me, diabetes is also my career. So I I don't know where I would be if I hadn't had diabetes. You know, I might be specializing in something else, but um, it has definitely been um, a positive influence in my life. And uh, many, I'm going to say all of my authors, share that idea. I I think that's incredible. I love that insight and I love that perspective. And I mean, after living with over 30 years with diabetes, to to have that kind of inspiration. I hope the listeners go to your website, ask Doctor Bab, find out more about this book. And I it sounds like it's meant for someone who might be newly diagnosed or someone who's been living with living a while with diabetes to gain a different perspective on how they're managing their condition and 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 their mindset. Am I correct? You're correct. As a matter of fact, when I was originally diagnosed 36 years ago, I I can't uh, really say that I had any role models 
for um, living well with diabetes. And uh, I'm hoping that this book will be inspirational and uh, motivational and uplifting for whether uh, a woman is newly diagnosed or whether she's been diagnosed for um, a long time. One of my authors is 91 years old, and she's been diabetic for um, over uh, 70 years. She's a special award from the Joslin uh, Center for being a 50-year-plus, you know, successful um, patient with diabetes. Okay, and now has that patient, that this woman you're talking about, ever gone on a what they say is a diabetes vacation? What do you think about that? <laughs> I don't know if she's ever done that. Um, but Have you ever heard about this, that people are recommending that some patients take a break from their diabetes? I have heard of this idea, and uh, personally, I do not support the idea. And uh, I think it's kind of dangerous, whether it's a vacation for a day or longer. Uh, I, I really, I think you can do a lot of damage in a day or longer by taking a vacation. And really, the the notion of taking a vacation implies to me that somebody is feeling um, maybe deprived of food that they would especially like, which is unnecessary to feel deprived because the way uh currently diabetes management um and and food is concerned is basically you you can count your carbohydrates you can have your cake and eat it too you can't have the whole cake but you can have a slice and um there there should be no reason to feel so frustrated with your restrictions that you just want to take a a diabetes vacation well, I love that perspective. And I'll tell you, it must be frustrating on the set of Two and a Half Men. So let's talk crazy for a minute here. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. Charlie Sheehan all over the news. What's your perspective on this man? Oh, my goodness. I think he's uh, he's trying to mix uh, um, his real life and his uh, show life where he plays, a, uh, you know, a, a, an alcoholic and a, and a uh, playboy. And I think uh, I'm not sure if he realizes that, uh, you know, real life is not uh, quite as funny as the sitcom is. And, I, uh, I think I, the belligerence and the denial is kind of interesting, and I, I sometimes think this must carry over uh, a similar behavior to some patients you're seeing who have diabetes and their denial. You talked about that earlier you know, about just not coming to terms with what's really going on with them. When you see patients, do you ever, you know, I don't think you experience it to quite that level, I'm sure. And, again, this is Charlie Sheehan does not have diabetes. I don't want to mislead my listeners. But yes. there's something about how he, he's talking lately that I'm just wondering, do you feel a lot of people talking in circles around that they are managing their care when, in fact, they maybe they're not? I'm, what's your feeling on that? I I think that there are quite a number of uh, people with diabetes who just do not want to think about or deal with their diagnosis. And uh, it's not just uh, recently diagnosed uh, people. I think uh, I've seen patients who come in and they're 20 years diabetic, and uh, I, I can still see that they're in denial about it. They barely 
they do really the minimal possible, and the minimal is just not enough. So what and, is your uh, um, tip? You have one tip for me at the end of my show. So what was, is this tip going to be applicable? Uh, I think it's applicable. Okay. Okay, my, my tip, which is all, all my advice comes from my own personal knowledge. My advice, I share the motto with the Boy Scouts of America, since that's my initials, BSA, and it. that motto is be prepared. And uh, I would like uh, all my uh, divas to make certain that when they are out and about, they carry their meters with them and they carry um, glucose tablets if they need it with them and uh, they wear their medical ID bracelets just to be prepared to take care of whatever situations they may need. And, and just a quick, quick um, Dr. Natalie Strand, better known as Nat from the team of Nat and Cat on The Amazing Race, who mm -hmm. won. Um, she is also part of um, my book, and she definitely, she had quite a time being prepared for her three-week journey and carrying all of her supplies with her. All right. Well, I love that. Remember, you can get more information from Dr. Bev at AskDrBev.com. We're out of time tonight, but please don't miss Diva Talk Radio Roundtable next Tuesday night, March 8th. We'll be featuring the Charlie's Angels of Outreach and a new diabetes numerology situa situation featuring some of the stars of the silver screen. I'd like to thank my special guest, Dr. Bev, again for joining me tonight. And my special pleasure. thanks to Crystal Light, Dr. Scholes, Diabetes Self-Management, Myabetic, Yagalicious, Vitazest Water, Cabot Cheese, Pumpware, New Naturals, Diabetes Health Magazine, Pretzel Crisps, and Lipo in a Box for supporting the Divabetic community. Remember, every diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's stay happy and healthy together. Are you ready to dance with us, baby? Yes.